Coming up tonight on the Ringside Report. Bully Ray believes Moxley should have apologised to fans. WWE have abandoned the now controversial Gunther Stark trademark. More AEW contracts set to expire. Vince McMahon wants Finn Banner to put over an upcoming talent. Two former WWE uh, stars have rejected the opportunity to have a Rumble appearance. Hashtag Free Ali trends on Twitter as Mustafa Ali blocks WWE on Fox. Recent WWE signee unfortunately injured in a car crash. WWE officials reportedly very impressed with Shawn Michaels. Ronda Rousey reportedly set to return at the Royal Rumble. And WWE have been taking calls about a potential sale. What? Whoa. Anthony, when's all that coming up? It's all coming up right fucking now. Yes, it is. Let's kick off with the most controversial one, potentially. So, <laughs> Let's... Um, Jesus. Bully Ray. Ah, bully, 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 bully Ray. Um, so, obviously, he's got his own show on Busted Open Radio. Um and basically gave his thoughts on uh, Dynamite, and obviously the start of Dynamite with Moxley coming out. He was quoted as saying, I did enjoy that they started off with Moxley, came out with a bang, people were ready for it. However, I would have liked to have heard just a little bit of accountability from John. I understand the whole demons thing, and we always use the word demons as a creative word to get around the real issues, whether it's an alcohol issue, whether it's a drug issue. In Tommy Dreamer's case, it was an eating issue. (laughs) Everybody has some kind of demon that they have to get around. Bully basically went on to say, yeah, we've got our demons. We've got the best of John for a long period. Um, I would have liked to have heard him say a bit of an apology to the fans. You don't have to apologize to the boys, even though the boys do count on you. But any one of those guys and gals could have had the same problems you did. And trust me, um, I came up in an era where a slew of men and women had their demons. So, yeah, basically he clarified that I'm sorry it wasn't necessarily the exact phase, but he basically should have had some kind of apology. Um, and the fans expected a little bit more from Moxley um, after that time away. So Did he, did he though, Bully? Mm, so obviously... Um, as a fan, well, yeah, I didn't expect more. Yeah, me neither. Um, obviously, um, it stirred up a bit of shit. So obviously Moxley's wife, Renee Paquette. Is it his, is it his wife or his fiancé? I don't know. Are you married oh, now? Um, they might be, yeah. I don't know. Well, Moxley's other half, uh, Renee Paquette, um, basically uh, went on Twitter and said that it was a very bad take. Um, and Paige also from WWE went on and also in support of this, basically. I can't remember what she said, but it was fucking brutal. <laughs> Paige is a fucking savage. And she made a couple of comments, but my favourite one was when um, she said something about, like, basically, if you, if you have some time away to deal with stuff, please make sure you apologise to Bully Ray. <laughs> Like, yeah. She's a straight fucking savage. I love it. I love but it. the thing is, right? What I think puzzled me with this is like when he's talking about accountability, mm-hmm. right? Have problems and apologising isn't accountability. What John did, acknowledging the issue and going and dealing with it, that is accountability. Like the apology is meaningless in some senses. Mm-hmm. Like he did nothing to apologise for. You know, he was gone to deal with some stuff. Like when do you, where do you draw the line? Any time there's an absence, you have to apologize for that. Like do do, like does Bully think that people have to apologize when they get injured? Then 
Well, it's it, yeah. I mean, to sorry, be fair. sorry, I hurt myself. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand the logic behind like, oh, you have to apologise to fans because you weren't on screen. Like, well, why? Like, yeah. And to me, he did the most responsible thing he could fucking do for his family and for the business. It'd have been more irresponsible, like, because he's saying about the, the boys depend on you. That's exactly why he went away to get up. Yeah, hundred percent. Puzzles. The, the, it is like as Renee said, it's a completely bad take. I don't understand the mentality on it at all. And he's talking no. about like, oh, I came up when everyone had the demons. Yeah, you also came up at a time when no one fucking dealt with them. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, to me, to be fair, in ECW, and I'm not kind of shitting on the on ECW as a business, but a lot of people have to have a lot of demons to do after shit that a lot of them did at that time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like shit, you know, you couldn't have done that unless you were absolutely off your tits. I imagine so. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I think um, it's yeah, just so such a bullshit thing to say. At the end of the day, he doesn't know anyone anything. He's gone and taken a personal decision to go and seek the help that he believes he needs for his family. He's gone and done that. Um, come back, and he's you know he's back with the the company. Like I don't see why the fans are owed anything. Um, it's his personal life, his personal choices, and what he wants to do. Um, I mean, like, does um, I I just don't know where the accountability comes in. Like they. Like, I've mentioned the injury side of things, but are we going to expect is Bully going to come at Chris Jericho now whenever he goes on tour with Fuzzy? Just exactly. to come back and apologise. Yeah, I'd love to like, see what his take is on him having to have accountability. You know, for the what the things he said. Now, do you know what I mean? Has he got to apologise? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense, does it? Like, should he now, based on that logic, shouldn't he be then apologising? For that, because he's let a lot of fans down or whatever. Like, well, you know what? I don't know. He's so accountable to the fans. I never watched TNA in my life, so I would like an apology from Bully Ray for leaving WWE and going to TNA. Yeah, how dare he? How dare he? he should, should be accountable to that. Like, I, yeah. I missed out as a fan because of him. Yeah. Like, um... <laughs> we can all come up with bullshit. It's just bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I'd. I, I genuinely don't mind Bully. I think he's um, he's got a really good mind for the business. Obviously, worked a lot, you know, closely with Paul Heyman in his time in ECW. But yeah, I, I worry now that he's kind of borderline doing what a lot of people have done that we've spoken about that are doing things just to get attention and clicks and cause controversy. Funny, you know, because I, I, I'm hopefully not um, miscrediting here because I'm confident this was the person. But I um, I, I use TikTok a fair bit, being um, you know young and hip. Like I am, and um, one of the one of the wrestling ticks on the uh, heel heel Kevin, and I hope I credited right because there are a few of them, um, and I'm hoping it was it was your apologies if I'm wrong, but uh, they were talking about the bully Ray um, things, and he was saying about um, like it, it's hard to understand why he's approached this way he has like you say, other, it it can't be anything other than an attention grab. But what he's saying is like, is it to garner heat because you, you know you're not a wrestler anymore like yeah. and this this is a bit of found interesting is like there's no there's no benefit in bully building heat for himself when he's he's a podcaster now yeah you know, <laughs> it doesn't make doesn't make any sense you know it does there's no payoff to this so it, it can't be it can't have been done for like for the heat unless yeah. you just can't stop yourself because you're in that wrestling fantastic i guess but um I found that an interesting point because I'm like, what, what, what does he gain from this? Other than obviously we're talking about it now, but it's not going to make people tune into the um, busted open radio any more than they already did. It's still popular. Yeah. So like, maybe, maybe he's looking for that cornet, you know, kind of heat because obviously, 
Yeah, yeah. You, you know, Cornet Cornet's got his you know little section of people who religiously listen to Cornettos. his opinions. The Cornettos, I fucking love that. Um, that that's got to be a shirt right there. Coming coming to coming to that, pro wrestling I don't know actually. Do they have them in the states? Um, it was in Hot Fuzz, wasn't it? People uh, people like Hot Fuzz in America, so that's true. That's true. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, so I'd, maybe maybe he's looking for that. Maybe he just wants to create a pocket of people who you know. Of controversial shit and you know trying to grow his audience who knows but yeah definitely a bad take i don't think um yeah i just don't even if he thought that i don't think why you know is he not going through enough and stuff at the minute anyway to then be like you should have also apologized to your fans like but nah you shouldn't so no. yeah that was that one agreed, agreed. yeah crazy stuff so calm right you might have recalled moving on to the next one uh, last week we talked about um, Walter, who's now known as Gun. Um, by the way, those who follow us on TikTok um, will have really appreciated Carl's most recent one regarding Walter. Uh, those who don't follow us on TikTok, <laughs> check it out because I've even seen I've, I've seen it being shared in other places by other people, which is cool. Um, but um, yeah, like fantastic ending for those who grew up in our generation. Carl, to your uh, TikTok most, I think. But let's too much. Um, so obviously they uh, WWE originally applied to trade the name Gunther. This caused a massive amount of controversy, which we did talk about briefly last week, in uh, in which this was essentially the name of a, a Nazi military commander during World War Two, uh, and it seemed like a bit of a like either did you not know that or did you not care? I, I don't know where WWE come from with it because a quick Google search discovered that, and a lot of people jumped on that straight away. Um, but it's been the filing itself has been updated now, and the company has abandoned the registration of the trademark. So the status now uh, states that it's abandoned because the applicant filled an express abandonment. So it seems to drop in Gunther Stark as a whole. I we yet to see, and I don't know if they're going to try and stick with Gunther because obviously mm-hmm. he's already publicly declared after beating Roderick Strong that uh, he he's no longer Walter, he's Gunther. So maybe we're just ditching the full name to try and pull slightly away from that controversy. But um, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, so he'll no I think, longer... um, That's I... the quickest, I think, WWE have dropped someone's surname. They do like to drop surnames. <laughs> that's probably the quickest it's ever fucking happened. That is true. Um, I think, was it Mar- uh, Malcolm Bivens was on NXT yesterday? Basically... Um, like taking fan, the <laughs> taking the taking the piss out of his name, um, like I can't believe your parents called you Gunther. I think the storyline they're going for is that, you know, he adopted the name Walter that was given to him by his grandfather or something, but his name's always been Gunther or something. So I think they are sticking with Gunther because they can copyright that for some reason. Um, but yeah, I just I want to a... see I want to see the like whoever owns Friends now. I want to see them like uh, go at WWE for trademark infringement now. That's it. I mean. Put it this way, it's not going to be long before there's a um, a segment backstage where he's got his own talk show or something in a coffee house, just for shits and gigs. Um, <laughs> cup of Gunther. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's what that's what we need for Joe Gacy, cup of Joe. How has that not been a thing? I know. I can't believe um, that's going to happen now. <laughs> yeah, bucket WWE because you know we just want to hear more about Joe Gacy. Um, oh, yeah, so it seems WWE don't want to be connected to uh, Nazi military commanders. Which is, um, yeah, thought. Wouldn't, have, wouldn't, wouldn't have thought that that was the case. Um, 
So the next one to talk about uh, AEW. So we mentioned last week that Pretty Peter Avalon um, had basically said he's accepting some independent bookings now going forward. Now at the time, Lever Bates basically said no, he's still with AEW. He's just adding some indie dates to that. Um, that's apparently since come out to be maybe confirmed as not being true as such. So I don't think he's mm-hmm. signed to AEW or he won't be anymore when his contract's expired, but he might still work the occasional date with AEW. But um, basically, it's now been revealed by uh, PW Insider that, um, as well as that, obviously, Avalon's deal uh, is going to ex- expire. There's also a few others in the coming months that are going to expire as well. So um, the first one being Marco Stunt. Now, we know, <clears throat> obviously, we haven't seen him, with AW for months and months and months. Um, I think when Christian came in and he kind of aligned himself with Jurassic Express for some reason, um, that almost spelled the end of um, Marco's stunts, unfortunately, because why, why do you need to have Marco in there when you've got Christian available to be with that group? So, um, yeah, so it looks like... Um, I know Marco's actually been... He's tried out for, like, The Voice or something in America. He's actually got through. Um, so oh, you got some pipes on him, yeah? Apparently so. Um, so who knows? Maybe you know where where his future lies. I know he appeared at GCW the other day, um, which was interesting. But yeah, not too sure what's going to happen with him. Um, another one, Joey Janela. Um, so his contract is coming up. Um, he can't take a surprise with Janela. <clears throat> well, he's expressed a um, desire to continue working with them. Um, so it's not like he's keen to move on or anything like that. So I think if they. You know, if his contract expires, then they're just going to let it expire. I don't think it's a him wanting out kind of deal. But the last one, which is um, probably the biggest name, is um, Brian Cage. All right, okay. So, obviously, there's been a lot of kind of controversy um, around Cage. I know his um, his wife or his fiance uh, spoke out recently, basically, against AEW of, you know, how poorly he's been used and things like that. Um but obviously he was being used quite prominently as part of Team Taz and you know the FTW Championship and stuff like that. But then he's just sort of been completely dropped. Um, I can't remember the last time he was even on AEW. So it seems like he, he is very keen to get out of there. Um, but it makes you think he's certainly got the look for WWE. But I'm not too sure he's got the height for WWE. Do you think they would make a play for him? I, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, let's face it. Like, I, I hate to make the comparison because I know it's a controversial comparison, but like, you know, we've got the the rabid Wolverine. Um, he was never a tall guy, but he had the muscular physique. I probably not uh, the same size as Cage, in all fairness. And WWE propelled him to the to the main event scene. Obviously, sure. understandable controversies happened there, but um, it wouldn't be the first time WWE have signed that guy because he's got the look, even though he's not got the height, like you say. Uh, Guerrero is another example of someone who had the uh, the build, but not necessarily the height. Um, so I don't think it's been um, a massive deal breaker for WWE. I think he could probably, I don't know how well he'd be used there, but I could see him getting signed. Yeah. No, it's an interesting one. Obviously, um, people praised all his stuff um, for like Lucha Underground and places like that before he came to AEW. And I think um, he didn't, he just didn't have the best showing there for you know for the it's company. The that he's like, it, it's been he's probably the biggest shame. Like no disrespect to the others, but you kind of go well. They weren't really being used very well, and it's not going to be a problem. And I don't think any of them will be a problem for AEW at this point. But Cage, I feel like all he needed was a good storyline. Yeah, I would have yeah. fucking loved to see Brian Cage and Miro. 
Yeah, would have been amazing. Exactly. I mean, there's like there's missed opportunities there, which is a real shame. I'm surprised that they're not looking to keep that relationship going and see what they can do because he's not really been involved in anything enough to to say whether he should be an AEW guy or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, so I think you know a lot of people kind of speculated this was going to happen. Obviously, they they signed three year contracts with the option for one year extension. I believe when the company was founded so we're now coming up to that three years so obviously the amount of talent they've signed i think it was inevitable that there was going to be you know you wouldn't call them cuts for example i don't think they're even gonna i don't think they're even gonna publicly comment on stuff i think they're just gonna let them expire like similarly with big swole like they didn't then say oh we've come to terms on the release of big swole we wish her the best in future endeavors blah 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 and turn it into this big event of like oh round of cuts like they're just letting contracts expire kind of silently. Yeah, to be fair, um, the big swall stuff would have just gone unsaid had it not have been discussed on her podcast. Exactly. Um yeah. so it's one of them. I don't think that you know, unless someone like Sean Ross Sapp or like PW Insider or someone um kind of reports on it and gets that inside scoop, we might you know, there might be even more that are just um gonna be leaving the company that we just don't even know about. We'll be like, We haven't seen them in a while. Oh, <laughs> that's why. Um so yeah, interesting, interesting take. But Brian Cage certainly, um, you know, probably the most likely to rock up somewhere like a WWE um, or you know an Impact or something like that. I would say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Impact would probably suit him better. No mm. offense, I just I can't see him being used in WWE very well. Um, not the way they do business at the minute. No. Um, yeah. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, so funnily enough it kind of leads into my next one that can't because um, Vince McMahon wants Finn Balor to put over an upcoming talent Austin Theory Austin fucking Theory <laughs> so this is um, I think it's already become evidence um, as Balor has had a match with Theory um, and I believe Theory won clean so there you go um, obviously, Austin Theory has been quite prominent for some reason on the show uh, with segments he's been doing with Vince McMahon and the Golden Egg, of course. Um, so it seems Vince McMahon's quite big on this guy. He's going to be a main eventer and so on like that. Uh, we've had a quote recent. I say we, you know, like, like you know, people are giving <laughs> us quotes. Now, uh, WrestlingNews.co have um, spoke with someone in WWE. Uh, no names given, obviously. Um, and I'll give you the quote here. They said, "Yeah, Finn." has been moved into the spot that Jeff Hardy had. He's just there now to help get over the younger guys. There was a pitch to make him a heel, but that was weeks ago, and I haven't heard much about it since. Vince never saw Finn as much more than just a mid-card guy. Heyman would have pushed him to the moon, but Vince just never saw it. Austin is going to get time to shine in the Rumble match. Last I heard, he will be in the final four or five at the end of the match. So that's the quote. That's the quote we've got from WrestleNews.com, uh, WrestleNews.com, um, and that's come from an inside source of WWE. So it seems Finn Balor has um, they've no sort of uh, real plans for him, especially in the main event scene, in any time soon. And um, sadly, he's just going to be used to push younger talent. He's going to be in the Jeff Hardy role, the Jeff Hardy mm. role, which is uh, looking at Jeff Hardy's most recent run in WWE. He's not the best role to be in at the moment. No, so, effectively, uh, is that senior? like jobber isn't he almost he's a big name that will take the losses to the younger which ones which is shit um, for him because he's never had his title run yet I know it's a, got injured and left. I don't know how they dropped the ball with him um, to be honest with you like you know they're not wrong we've been saying for a while we just don't get who this incarnation of Finn Balor is it doesn't make any sense he's just a you know shooty McShooty pointy points um, yeah. 
that's basically his character now. Um, yeah. Um, so it's like, right, okay. Like when he, he had the demon thing and he had, there's just more layers to him. And when he well, stopped doing that, like, it was just. It is. And like the most over he got in recent months was up against Roman Reigns because he, he brought the demon back out. Admittedly, he done that weird screwy ending with the top rope. But yeah. to, to go from like fighting the biggest guy in the company, Roman Reigns, in a main event of a pay per view to this seems a bit like it seems a bit of a fall from grace in some senses and then um, yeah I, I do there is something there you know he's a massively talented guy and it just seems like this feels like another one where it's like is he destined for aw because i can't see him staying with wwe i don't think he'd be content as the guy who puts over the younger talent not right now in his career no um i mean then again though like some people because he's how old is he now? He's like isn't it's like forties now? Anything? He's, he has been around for a while. I know he didn't get the call up to like the the big time until um, later mm. in his career. But it's like Shinsuke. He's just there for a paycheck now. You can you know say what you want. He's is, it's a weird world wrestling though, isn't it? Because you know people are living longer now and lasting longer now in a lot of senses. Do you know what I mean? Like forties isn't unrealistic for a lot of wrestlers these days, mm-hmm. which was unheard of back in the day, really. Um, but for me, I think he's young enough. Same with Shinsuke, that you know, you can be content. Like, yeah, I'll get the paycheck and I'll, I'll start easing off, but then they get the itch because you're in wrestling because you love wrestling. Do you know what I mean? This, it's a hard mm. business to walk away from, and I could see it might not be straight away, but I could see them wanting more because that's kind of the nature yeah. of the beast, isn't it? I don't even think it's an age thing because if you think about it, like you know, peak Hogan and peak you know, Flair and, and stuff like that were probably in the 40s and stuff anyway. I think wrestling's a really weird thing where you don't really even get into it in the big time until you're in your 30s, typically. Um, oh, yeah. But for me, it's more... I, I feel like... What's it called? This um, The the, nec- the, the NIL, uh, the Next In Line program they've got going oh, yeah, at the yeah. minute. I think that there's been a very big company-wide shift in who they want as their guy. So, like, when you mentioned yeah. before when we were chatting about Brian Cade and you were like, well, there was a time when it was Guerrero and Benoit and stuff like that. I think those times are gone. I I think now, if you look at, like, the, who the top champions are, they're all, you know, six-foot-odd, big, stocky guys. Again, you're going back to the, the old-school, you know, Hogan and Warrior and stuff like that times almost. It's like, that's why I worry now that guys like AJ Styles and stuff like that, like, are they ever going to get back like towards the top again or is it literally are we because if you think about it they're only recruiting people at the minute who are of that frame and who they can mold into the wwe style yeah. so it's like so so we're fucked i see what you're saying yeah you know tall to ride so <laughs> uh, yeah um so that's the only thing stopping us otherwise we could have been, could have been huge exactly exactly yeah. um yeah if only we were huge we could have been huge um ah. it seems but yeah, so I don't know. It'd be, like, it'd be a weird mentality to have. I don't know. I don't know if you agree with this or not. Um, some people, like, because I'm not knocking Hogan or Warrior and all that, but it's a weird mentality to have to think we want to get back to the days that that basically got stale and nearly done our business in. Yeah, like well, it, people loved. Don't be wrong. Hogan, Andre, and stuff like that were an absolute spectacle. But WWE was getting stale on that sort of stuff. Yeah. It was the the attitude era that that kept them and saved them. Um, so it's a bold, bold move to go back to something that that went stale in the nineties, you know. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's weird. They're trying to make this like um, I don't know whether it's because AEW's come on like the um, on the block now, but they're trying to distance themselves so much from like the indie scene and stuff like that. Like they are literally, you know, they just want to have um, these big bodied people they can mold in WWE style. So yeah, it's it, I I do worry for the obviously you, you've seen it now with Finn, but I do worry for 
some of these other guys of like, well, what is that going to mean for them? Um, but yeah, not a good spot to be in uh, for Finn. Let's be honest. Mm. Yeah, it is a, a crying shame. A crying shame indeed. Um, the next one to talk about. So obviously we were blown away when we found out that Mickey James is going to be making an appearance in the Royal Rumble. Obviously, absolute ledge, friend of the show. So we were made up. Um, but Fightful Select had learned that um, Mickey wasn't the only Impact star and champion who was offered the opportunity to go through um, the Forbidden Door into the Royal Rumble. So, in fact, the inspiration, former Iconics, uh, Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay, um, were offered uh, spots in the match, apparently, um, but turned the offer down. Um, you know, the, the report cited <laughs> that they are really happy with what, they're doing at the moment and where their kind of trajectory is going in impact that they didn't want to go back into WWE for that one-off appearance. So that says a lot, I think. Um, and you know, oh yeah, fair fair play to them. Um, but it's such a shame because I I love the Iconics and not against um, you know Cassie, but uh, you know Jesse or Billy, uh, you know Billy Kay. Um, it was fantastic. Uh, you know when she when she had that little run um, by herself and was like with a CV and stuff like that. She's just yeah, such I a comedy genius. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a shame that they you know let them go effectively from from there because they were so good. But yeah, massive fan of the inspiration. Um, would have liked to have seen them not you know uh, rock up, but at the same time you can't argue with uh, why they wouldn't. That's the thing. Like you would have popped for it definitely, but um, you know it's still like, it's interesting, isn't it? Like because I would have thought before knowing what we know, I would have thought if you approach the Iconics and you approach Mickey James, the one who'd have more issue about a return would be Mickey James. Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking Mickey for that. You know, she's been very professional about this. You know what I mean? But she had she had more reason to be pissed off with them. In all fairness, like people get released, and by all means, you know the Iconics can be pissed off about that. But um, you know, Mickey went through the whole trash bag incident and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, and it's still been like, you know what? It's cool. Like, hmm. be professional about it. She's, um, it's a win for Mickey all around, isn't it? Because she's she, she's gonna come back and she's gonna have a moment there. And, and I think, I mean, we wanted to see, uh, uh, we wanted to see a, a sort of last run in WWE a lot better. So I'm hoping this is like you know, almost a vindication for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see like the Iconics clearly are still like, no, you lost your opportunity, which is like you say, fair play to them. Well, that's it. You know, Mickey's an absolute legend, you know, a future Hall of Famer, and she is just breaking down barriers to kind of work in all these different places and do all this different stuff. So, you know, she's absolutely killing it. But I think as well, what would be weird is it's the Rumble and they're a tag team. So, like, wouldn't it be underwhelming if, like, it goes, eh, and just one of them comes out? Uh, yeah, and then we have to wait for the other one. Like, the other one. Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't be as um, double-I impactful. Um you know, if uh, if that was the case, in my opinion. So, yeah, you know, shame that we won't get to see them, but um, completely understand why and kind of applaud them for their reasons as well, to be fair. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. Indeed. So, Carl, I think I've got the next one, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, have you tried the hashtag Free Ali? <laughs> have I tried handle it? On Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I said it was a side of rice. Have you, have you checked it out? Have you checked out the, uh, the Free Ali hashtag? Um, I haven't. Tell me more, Anthony. Tell me what it's all about. So essentially, we all remember, I think we reported around last week actually, Carl, that Ali requested his release from WWE. He did. WWE said no. Mm-hmm. So now, um, 
I believe the hashtag free Ali actually came from a tweet Ali himself made, uh, which he actually tweeted a photo from the film The Dark Knight, where that you know the scene where Heath Ledger's Joker is um, he's stood in, he's burning a pile of money, uh, mm-hmm. and he's uh, the, the quote I think from the film was that it's not about the money, it's about sending a message, um, and he put up that tweet, and I believe he started the the free Ali hashtag, and it sort of spiraled from there. Uh, what we've had recently is um, people who have been tweeting anything related to the hashtag Free Ali appear to be getting blocked by um, WWE on Fox. So this isn't necessarily... I don't know who actually is in charge of this. So we have WWE's Twitter handle and we have WWE on Fox as a Twitter handle, which I, I imagine is controlled by Fox themselves. I imagine that's why that they're two separate things. Um, so... Uh, a fan noted that he was blocked by them and basically because he was supporting the free ha- free Ali uh, message um, and Mustafa Ali sort of cottoned on to this and actually um, he tweeted a photo of that screenshot of this chap being blocked and his response was oh word question mark don't worry I got you and he has blocked uh, WWE on Fox from seeing his tweets so um Stirring up a little bit of controversy there, Calm. Just um, a smidge. I, I do have a sympathy for him. He wants to go, and they're just like, no. But are they using him? No. This is hmm. purely just petty. Um, I think it was probably a bad take for him to request his release and announce it before he got it. Uh, and that's probably some of the reason that WWE might be being a bit um, difficult about it. Yeah. Speculation, of course. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> so we, I don't know where this is going to end. It's one of them, in it? Like, I, I'm a big fan of Ali. I think he could do a lot of good stuff. It's a shame that none of the things he's done has worked out very well for him in WWE. I do think he's a really talented guy, and, you know, he could do something good there. Um, but, yeah, to your point, the problem is he basically, if you're unhappy, that's cool. You don't really then go on Twitter and basically request your release that way. Um, but more importantly, like, the way, whatever you look at it, WWE, when they release people, and they've released a shitload of people, they protect them well. They've got a 90-day no-compete. Now, some people look at that as like, oh, they're holding them back. Well, they're getting paid for them 90 days. So, you know what I mean? They look after them. You know, at the end of the day, Ali signed a contract for a number of years. If he's mm. now changed his mind and wants out, well, you've signed a, you've signed a contract with them. Yeah. Like, so you're requesting your release. They don't have to grant it, unfortunately. Well, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's just... It's one of those things. At the end of the day, if it's not about, I mean, I, I don't know, if it's not about the money or whatever, I'm sure he'd be like in breach of his contract if he just didn't, if he no-showed all the things and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, what what, what can they do? <laughs> I mean, if, if he wants out, then... Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like he's not going to be the easiest to work with now. So in some mm-hmm. respects, it might be easier for them to let him have his release. But it seems like it's going to be a battle between the two. Um, Low-key, obviously, but a bit, a bit of a battle between the two because he's um, he's being rather outspoken about his desire to go still at this point. So Yeah. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, hopefully he gets um, he gets what he wants and he goes on to do the things that he wants. Obviously, he's on about he wanting to, t- to send a message that he feels like he can't do that in WWE. So it's, well... You know, hopefully he gets that message out one way or the other. Um, but yeah, I don't think do airing your laundry in public um, on public forums about it is probably the right way to do it. Just you know, settle it yeah. amicably um, between yourselves if you can, and if not, yeah. then at the end of the day you sign the contract. So yeah, he's gone a bit Leo about it, really, hasn't he? Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, interesting one. Interesting to see how it all progresses. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll keep the posters, <coughs> I guess. We will. <laughs> um, so the next one, a bit of a um, obviously an unfortunate one, but also a bit of an intriguing one as well. So um, basically, as we mentioned before, WWE um, has got the the nil program, the next in line program, where they obviously find athletes and um, you know talented kind of um, sports related individuals to kind of sign to their training program um, in the hopes of finding new stars. Now, one of the signings um, they made was a, uh, a wrestler from Oklahoma State called AJ Ferrari. Um, so, unfortunately, he was in a car crash with um, cross-country runner um, Jose Rodriguez as well. Now, um, I don't believe that they're massively kind of, um, you know, got loads of injuries or anything like that. But essentially, um, you know, they were in the in the car, um, and effectively they managed. Basically, they crashed. The car was going up in flames, and some people managed to pull them from safety. So there's no kind of massive detail into kind of how injured or you know anything that you know suggests they're not going to be able to kind of you know, get out of it um, mm. and be back to full health or anything like that. But um, it's not the it's not the best name to have um, when you're talking about a car crash when you know, say name's Ferrari, is it? I run um, the driver. <clears throat> yes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so just, um, yeah, I mean, just... In some ways, it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a good luck story, isn't it? Because by the sounds mm. of it, the car was in a bad way. Yeah. And um, they've, like, they've, they've got out and got out with minimal injury by the sounds of it. Um, yeah. So that that that's you know it's good news in that sense. We just wish him a speedy recovery, I suppose. Yeah, there's a um, there's a quote down there at the bottom. They said they came out of it with minor injuries. Um, it says the the lucky said John Smith, who's close to where the accident happened and showed up on the scene right after they were taken by helicopter. The seatbelt saved their lives. They had their seatbelts on. It was a bad wreck for AJ and his eye. When you look at the car. But um, yeah, they're lucky to walk away with minor injuries. So yeah, um, speedy recovery to the pair of them. But indeed, yeah, interesting one. Certainly is. Certainly is. Um, so Carl, 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 Carl. Yeah, yeah. So next one I've got. The next one I've got, Carl, is that WWE officials are reportedly very impressed with Shawn Michaels. However, they're not as impressed with Shawn Michaels as Shawn Michaels usually is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, yeah, he's, he's a cunt. Isn't he? um, <laughs> it's been reported that they think he's cute, and they know he's sexy. <laughs> I, I honestly, I've got visions of him just strutting around backstage, just muttering that to himself. God, yeah, he's just see. He, I, I don't know. I get the vibe. He is a bit, still a bit full of himself, you know. Oh, definitely. In fine Christ, all you like doesn't stop you from being an <laughs> ass. Anyway, um, so basically, this cardiac event. Um, uh, he's been steering the ship for NXT, um, so he's been doing a lot more behind the scenes. Originally brought in as a coach, um, but by all accounts, he, he's he's putting a lot more in in the absence of Triple H, and we still don't know at this point sort of how long that's going to be for. But uh, there was a bit of speculation around him. Um, obviously, he is one of Triple H's friends, and you know, recently we've seen a lot of people be released who you wouldn't expect. You know, Triple H guys such as Regal and Road Dog and uh, Gabe. 
uh, Spadowski. I uh, hope I pronounced that right. Um, so a lot of people were speculating, you know, you know, could this be a little bit of a nervous time for Rage VK? But by all accounts, he has got nothing to worry about. He is in, it doesn't appear to be in any any sort of danger. Um, he's been seeing them through this sort of transitional period for NXT, and they are suitably impressed with what he's been doing. So um, it seems like. Uh, you know, Sean might be screwing over his friend Triple H. No, I'm kidding, kidding. Uh. <laughs> oh, the irony, if you think about it. Way back when, DX was Shawn Michaels' thing, the Triple H took over. Now here we are, <laughs> NXT taken over by Shawn Michaels. Fuck you, Triple yes. H. Exactly. So, um, so, yeah, so it looks like Sean's um, certainly got a, a decent position in the company and a decent position in NXT. Um, he's obviously very proud of NXT uh, very recently been on Raw Talk and he's been quoted as saying like uh, when discussing the Rumble they're like you know who do you see winning who would you like to win he's obviously expressed that he's very biased towards NXT guys because of his run in there so he'd be talking like the likes of Damian Priest or Riddle um, and they're just people he, you know he, he, he sort of sees as favourites for him but um, you can obviously see that he, he's very proud of what he does at NXT and by all accounts he's doing that very very well so fair play to the man yeah, I mean, even if he wasn't doing things very well, he's, he's, I think he's got a contract for life. He's like on Undertaker levels, and he, at the end of the day, Vince yeah. wasn't going to fire him way back when. Well, when he was um, at, you know, I mean, it does. It says that th- this has come from an inside source of WWE that that how pleased they are with Shawn Michaels, and I'm I'm 100 confident that the inside source is Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past the guy to be honest. He's his, uh, he's he is his biggest fan. Let's put it that way. saying they're very impressed with me. I mean him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll stop making those sort of jabs. <laughs> Sean loves Sean. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Brett screw Brett. Sean loves Sean. Um, so on to the next one. Um, it's been reported by Uncle Dave. So take it with a massive fucking help and assault that Ronda Rousey is going to be making a return potentially at the Royal Rumble. Now Dave didn't come out and particularly say at the Rumble, but he has said that um, she is scheduled to be at WrestleMania 38, so he's not 100% sure yet whether or not she's going to be in the Rumble, um, you know, or at the Rumble or in the match itself, but as of this time, she is scheduled to appear at WrestleMania 38, so um, obviously that's led to a lot of speculation that this is going to be her road to WrestleMania, so she's going to be a surprise entrant, um, and obviously rock up in the Rumble and kind of Maybe go after Becky Lynch and restart up that feud again. Um, so all potential options. I know Becky uh, gave some thoughts on this, basically saying, leave her at home. I have talked a long time that all these MMA heads that want to come into WWE because they think it's an easy meal ticket, but not just put in the work and the hours and um, the time that we do when it comes to travel and the grind and obsessing about the ring um, and making sure that the crowd appreciates everything we do. She doesn't want to put in that work. Just remember, I'll be getting better and better every time while she's at home playing with her Twitch or whatever. <laughs> so, um, nice. yeah, fair play to Becky. But um, also the fact she's commenting on it like that, this is the same kind of stuff that she was commenting on around the time they were in that feud. So who knows? Um, who knows? Uh, I know she's not long... Uh, Rhonda also had her daughter as well. I think it's only a few months ago. So um, I know Becky obviously came back surprisingly quick after having um, their daughter as well. So it's I wouldn't rule it out. But at the same time, um, I don't know. Do you think she's making? Do you think she's coming back at the Rumble? I wouldn't be overly surprised. 
Mm. Like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not seeing enough to go, yeah, like, you know, it, it, I'm confident that she will, or it seems really likely. She hasn't really expressed enough of an interest, if, if you ask me. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if she rocks up. It'd be a nice surprise, do you know what I mean? I'd want mm. that they've actually kept as a surprise for once, which would be good. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting one, though. If they bring her back at the Rumble, how can she not win it? And obviously, we don't want her to win it. So No, we don't. Mm. That's a good point. It is a good point. Be a lackluster way to return, wouldn't it? Oh, she's uh, and she's over the road. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you know, we're going to talk about this in um, in our segments, obviously doing the Rumble predictions um, shortly. Um, so make sure you check that out if you listen to this. But um, yeah, you've got to wonder that about a few of them. There's been a few names that have been um, talked about as potentially returning or so on and so forth. And it's like, well, you can't all win. So obviously, some of these returns are going to be a bit of a damp squib in that sense. In, in the sense, they're not going to win the Rumble. So. I'm but, kind of. This is the thing. Like, I'm a bit up and down on on Mickey James' return because I really want to see her back in WWE. Uh, we're huge fans, but it doesn't feel like she could win because they, there's no way they'd want a TNA star to win the Rumble. But I want her to win. Oh yeah, so, I'd love it. I'd fucking love it if she won. Um, yeah. I just hope that she gets a good showing. Um, I think she she's earned that and she deserves that. You know what I mean? Definitely, um, definitely. But we'll see. But yeah, I think if Ron, if Ronda comes back though. Um, you just know she's winning the thing, so I kind of don't want her to come back just for that reason alone. But mm. that's why we love the Rumble. We don't know these things, and we're all going to get to witness it live um, <sighs> and see it all, you know, unfold in front of our very tear-filled Beautiful. eyes. I imagine. Um, so yeah, so a little uh, little snippet there. Ronda may be coming back. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Something that would make you want to click on an article, I would say. <laughs> Anyway, um, so, Carl, last one. WWE, you've been talking about potential sales again. Right? Of course, so yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this brief because this is basically something that, that Nick Khan has done in the past. I feel like he likes to say this every once in a while. No offence to, to Mr. Khan. But um, as we all know, um, the what is his, what's his title now? Chief who knows? WWE President and Chief Revenue Officer, according to this. Well, who knew? Nick Khan. Um, he's been speaking recently with uh, Sports Business Journal's John Orand. Hope I pronounced that right. So anyone who wants to check that article out, they can find it. I can find it on WrestleLink.com because uh, there's a fair bit in there, Carl. I'm not going to talk about it all, uh, but it is an interesting read because he's talked about um, changing the, the the sort of mentality, not just the public perception of WWE, but internally um, on from this being this mom and pop shop to. Um, sort of a globally recognised uh, company and that sort of thing. So it is a very interesting read for a lot of reasons. But one of the comments he made was that um, he confirmed that they've been taking some inbound calls from other companies looking to buy. Um, but he again, and this is something he has said in the past, so this is why it's, I want to mention it, but it's a bit of a non-sort of comment really. But he mentioned that they're not in active talks to try and sell the company. They're not looking to sell the company, but he has done this before and he's mentioned, you know, they're always open to the conversation. Um, so keeping that little bit of talk going, of like it's in the realms of possibility. Um, and that's sort of where we landed on this one, that he didn't reveal who those companies were, but he has revealed that, they're, they're, you know, there's interest from other companies and they are willing to listen to them. But, you know, it's not as if Vince is actively seeking to, to sell on, you know. 
Hmm. Um, and as I say, it's a, definitely worth a, a read. This article, if uh, you look on wrestling.com, you can see uh, a lot of his quotes from there. But as I say, it's a very interesting read from his perspective on on sort of what he's done when he's come into the company and and what his ethos was in trying to change the the way the company is viewed, not just from an outside perspective, but internally. Um, so it does make, it makes for some interesting read, really. Yeah, I mean, from that, I've got two kind of key takeaways from it. The first one is that, you know, Triple H's days seem numbered in that place. Like, if he's talking about it not being a mom-and-pop shop anymore and basically wanting to bring in all these, you know, knowledgeable experts on all their fields, at the end of the day, Triple H is a wrestler. He hasn't. He's not a fucking business graduate. He knows nothing about you know, the role that he's in, effectively, he's got it because he's Vince's son-in-law and he's got a massive passion for wrestling. And by all accounts, uh, and one of the things he's mentioned this, he said about Vince McMahon feels that WWE events a seat at the, the sort of the big boy table, if you will. He's not mm. said it like that, but I'm paraphrasing. Um, they've earned a seat at the table uh, and that is something that the other companies, other big sports companies um, don't see it that way themselves, even though mm. Vince does. So it's trying to shift that mentality so that they are recognised in the same way that other big sports companies are recognised. Um, and I think some of that might be like cutting out some of the nepotism. So yeah. you might see, like, it, you know, they'll still be shareholders, they'll still be rich, but you might see the likes of Triple H and Stephanie taking more of a, a shareholder backstep away from any prominent positions in the company because it yeah. looks a lot less like a, like a mom and pop. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to be fair, the whole thing terrifies me, you know, because we can say what we want about WWE, the director's headed and stuff like that. It's a goddamn institution. It's been it a part of my entire life, right? This is the so funny the thing. Day, people the day. talk about competition. <laughs> AEW were never going to topple WWE as long as they were around because it's WWE. Yeah, but the, like like the thing is, though, the, like when that day comes, like when, you know, if they sell that company and there's, it's not run by their commands anymore and there's no involvement from any of those guys, and it's just run by execs, and this, that, and the other, and it's just a TV, you know, sports entertainment show, whatever. What's yeah. going to happen to me? They just might cancel it one day. You, might, you know what I mean? Like, that is such a scary thought. It is um, You know, at the end of the day, you look at AW, and it's like, it's Tony Khan's baby. Like, he's not going to go anywhere. It's his thing. So, mm. you know, he is Vince years and years and years ago, where it's his thing, and he's going to have many successful yeah. years trying to grow that company. Vince is at the end, you know, of his, you know, his life, unfortunately now, and he's, you know, he's either not going to be here forever, or he's not going, you know, the company won't be his forever. Mm -hmm. So, it's just it's, it's such a scary thought. It, there was a time when you go, um, you know, when you sit there and you go, you know what, you know, the company's going to be taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son. <laughs> and that, sorry, uh, well, you know, you expect the family will take over, right? And it, it's becoming less and less likely, isn't it? That it's like it's not going to stay a family business, and that yeah. is kind of sad because, like you say, when it becomes less personal, like it is, it's not within the realms of possibility that they know yeah. well, this isn't working on a business point of view. And like, so it's cancelled. The thing it, is, it as well, less and about. I, I don't want to shit on Bischoff. I feel like I've sh like shat on him quite a bit and on on this you know this week. But shit away. If you think about it, like he had no fucking understanding of the wrestling business. He was a TV exec that they brought in for WCW, and yeah, he got a couple of things right initially, but then he killed it. He ran it into the ground. Yep. And you you know you you can say what you what that it's fact. It's what it's what happened. Um, yes. So I mean, a lot of people they, they talk about the Monday Night Wars and talk about the competition, but by all accounts. And you know, people can tell me I'm wrong because I'm not an expert, but it seems that WWE was gonna uh, WWE, sorry, WCW was gonna fail whether WWE put them out of business or not. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they'd shot themselves in the foot with all the guaranteed contracts and the, the money they were throwing around everywhere anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was always going to come back and bite them in the ass. But the thing is, you need, <clears throat> you know, wrestling as we know it. If you think about what wrestling used to be back in the territory days and stuff like that with the bookers and all that kind of stuff, you know, it just it isn't that anymore. It hasn't been that in a long time. And it is just a, it's a TV format now. You know, TV itself is dying. Um, you can see that from the ratings. And it's like, well, what is wrestling going to be? And more importantly, what it's is going to be? It's going to be a series of premium time? live events, Carl, on an app. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. But it's Damn. like, it's it, it's a worrying thought. Like, I, I will hate the day, you know, that WB ceases to exist anymore because, you know, it's it's been a huge part of my entire life and, you know, yours yep. as well. Um, That's the thing. We, we, we come across as AEW marks probably quite a lot here, but... We've mentioned it before. We we love the competition because competition is good for both companies. We're never going to not be WWE fans. No. And it, um, exists, so. Yeah, it just you know people can say what they want about Vince and Steph and anyone in creative and stuff at the moment, but it scares me a whole lot more to have someone like a a, a Nick Khan come yeah. in and be yeah. in charge of of WWE. That terrifies. Especially me. when he's basically been brought in to think less like a like a wrestling company and more like a sports business. Yeah. Um so he doesn't he, he it, it's not it kind I guess it maybe kind of is cuz like the rock was as sort of mentioned that they've been childhood friends and they're both like hmm. where they are now and stuff like this. So maybe it is a little bit personal to him but it just doesn't feel it feels like it's going to become less about. And I think you and me we've grown up at times when like the NHS NHS what? The NHL <laughs> Um, the NHL when we were in our teens like basically mm. stopped dead yeah. do you know what I mean and when you, you have the potential of like big sports companies and stuff like that happening you're like that's uh, not you know it, it is worrying when it's it's less about that sort of like this is our business this is what we do when it's less about that it's um, yeah it, it does does make you worry yeah but no I think um, he, he's a funny one Nick Khan because the amount of times he's basically gone oh yeah you know we're definitely not um, selling we're listening to all offers. We're definitely not selling. We have no plans. We are listening. We field lots of offers, and we, you know, we yeah. always listen. I to I feel offers. like like some of his but day is taken selling. up by ringing up sports companies and or companies in general. Going, listen, we just wanted you to know that we're definitely not selling, <laughs> but we do listen to offers. Exactly. Yeah? It's like how how many of these articles are going to come out if you if you cut through the bullshit? What he's basically saying is, we haven't had any offers that we're going to accept, but. Yeah, we're open to offers. Someone makes a good one, we'll sell. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Definitely not selling. Exactly. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a very very interesting thought. It's also a very somber thought. If um, that means the end for obviously the McMahon family in the wrestling business, but we will see um, how that all unfolds over the coming months and years. It's funny, isn't it? Because like it's a weird position for Nick to be in because. If we get to a point, and it seems like he hints at this is the second time now I've known him hint at like, well, we're, we're willing to listen. Um, if the company gets sold during his tenure, he'll always be the guy who who ruined WWE money to the fans. Yes. No, like it's it's a weird mantle to take that, and he obviously isn't bothered. He's a businessman, but um, that's what people will do. They'll go, Nick did this. <laughs> so yeah, he, he was asked to though. He was brought in to do this. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, I I wouldn't I wouldn't fancy being uh, being in that position. No, I mean you know just imagine they sell it to Disney and stuff. You know it's the Firefly Funhouse. Come inside, <laughs> it's fun inside. <laughs> um, yeah, they just don't even bother with the fee now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh hi everybody! Welcome to the Firefly Funhouse. 
Um, <laughs> Hurt you. <laughs> I can't do the voice, but you get my point. Um, so yeah, who, kn- who knows? Um, uh, you know, I can't actually think of anything more terrifying than Mickey going, let me in. <laughs> yeah. If you did it in the Mickey voice, Carl, yeah. that, that would be terrifying just, as fuck. It just needs to be South Park Mickey Mouse. That's, um, <laughs> that's what we need. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's... Uh, yeah, I mean, Disney would be like, you know, we, we joke, but Disney would be like the, the main ones who probably would do do it right, to be honest with you. And I only say that because I have faith they bought, like, uh, okay, controversial to, to, to the, you know, the geek fandom out there, but they've done right by Star Wars so far. You know, and okay, you can say what you want about the, the new set of films they did, but you're looking at like the, the likes of The Mandalorian and Boba Fett and things they've been bringing out on the, the Disney Plus network. They've been doing well. They've done the same mm. with Marvel. They've been doing well with Marvel. I mean, they've done so well with Marvel. They've actually brought back a lot of stuff that was sold to Sony many moons back. So, like, we've, we've, they've got Spider-Man back, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, they're doing right by the properties they're, got, they're getting. So they're not just, like, the Mickey Mouse company that we knew as kids. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So um, if anyone can do WWE right, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that if Disney ever did buy them, it wouldn't be, like, to to, to ruin them. It would be to, to keep it. And, and keep it right for the fans, you know? Yeah. Um, Plus, I've already signed up to Disney Plus. That works for me. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's either Disney Plus, Netflix, or Amazon Prime. One of them. If, do it. I, honestly, if, if in a couple of years' time, we're like, WrestleMania, yeah, can't wait for it to drop onto Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be crazy. I know. Um, four, four nights of it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's see how it all unfolds. But that was the news. That, that's that your lot. That's it. Um, but yeah, so if you haven't already, uh, this week in wrestling, uh, we've just uh, recorded that one. So go and check that out. Give our thoughts on everything from WWE and AEW and a bit of GCW in there as well. And um, also make sure you check out our Royal Rumble predictions. We are mere days yeah. away. So we're going to tell you what's going to happen. Um, and we'll see how right or wrong we are. But until then, here is the one and only Thunder Rosa um, to bid you a farewell. Hey, everybody, this is Thunder Rosa, and you're watching or listening A to the K. 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 A to the K.